With us today is Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, and he's with us every week to give us all kinds of, of, of bonus stuff of what's going on in our skies and, and what mysteries are still out there. Uh, Steve, good morning on this Sunday morning. Good morning, John. Good morning, sun, Sunday morning to you and all the listeners. And, you know, this week, as we talked last week, we were going to talk about, and we will, two amazing mysteries in the solar system. One is the satellite and moon called Titan around Saturn, and then we'll transfer over to this amazing story of the two moons of Mars. But, John, this is interesting. The largest moon of Saturn is a satellite called Titan. And it's actually twice the size of our Earth moon. But how about this? It's the only satellite in the solar system that has a true atmosphere unto itself. And it goes around the planet Saturn once every 15 days. But that's not what's exciting. What's exciting, John, you're in the oil business. Imagine this. The Cassini spacecraft has verified that on this particular satellite, moon, we call it, Titan, that there are actually lakes of methane and liquid ethane. Now, this is incredible, because over the course of a few years, they've noticed that there's changes, as if there's actually ripples, like waves, in this particular series of lakes, mostly near the Titan uh, you know, polar area. Isn't that totally amazing to report to the listeners? I hope someday we find out what the heck is really going on and uh, I've always said to you, uh, when I asked the Archbishop one time, uh, yes. and I said to him, uh, uh, do you think there's life on other planets? And he says, what makes you think that God only left his seeds on this planet? Precisely, John. And it gets even more amazing with Titan. How about this? Mountains, big sand dune regions like deserts, but not quite because it's very cold there, no, no real heat. But this is the most amazing thing we report about Titan. It theoretically has cryovolcanoes, in simple earth, that is, volcanoes that spew large amounts of ice. Now, in that mix, some astronomers even speculate that there could be diamond particles shooting out of these cryovolcanoes on Titan. Now, that would be an amazing sight to see. So a 70-carat diamond here, or something that large, would be considered minuscule if we were able to mine the surface of Titan. And we have a plan that is, NASA, they're talking about something bigger than ingenuity, the great Mars helicopter. They're talking about sending something there in the future called Dragonfly and mimicking the insect itself. It'll be able to land on Titan, fly around, actually take sensors and, you know, scoop up material and fly to float around. So Titan, John, is just an amazing place. But we transition to something I think even more bizarre. The planet Mars, of course, with mankind's next approach of a place where humans will go to, ask Elon Musk, ask others. Mars has two moons, John. We mentioned it last week. They're called Deimos and Phobos. They were discovered in the old Naval Observatory back in 1877. And these two moons are quite small. Little Phobos is about 13 miles in diameter, while little Deimos is 7.8 miles in diameter. And when they translate, if you go back to their names, they mean panic and fear. And they were the horses that drove this chariot that the great god himself, Mars, or in the Greek word, Ares, they moved around this particular amphitheater. But what's so strange, John, about these moons are, there's been speculation, though it can't be proven. A Russian scientist once stated that there was some sort of hollow theory that was proposed to Phobos, that it had a metal covering, and simply it might not necessarily be an artificial satellite like we call it. It might be something of another type of satellite, in other words, not of the solar system. But these particular objects are weird. Let's say you and I went to the surface of Phobos. How about this? A 150-pound person on Phobos, John, 
would only weigh two ounces. So you literally could jump off the moon and just go out into space. But what's fascinating about this is that Phobos goes around Mars. It rises in the west, obviously opposite the way we see our sky. And little Deimos goes around like normal satellites like the moon does around us. But, John, this is an amazing story because many spacecraft, including Russian Phobos spacecraft, have been lost as they got into the area where these satellites are. So I know this is quite fascinating, and I'm sure the listeners are going, wow. this is So how many satellites, how many uh, uh, missions have been lost trying to get on Phobos? The actual answer, John, is about, well, they never tried to land on Phobos. They actually, they're going to try that in the future. But spacecraft like the Russian Phobos spacecraft, that failed. There's been a number of other spacecraft, our American spacecraft, a polar lander failed as it got to the surface of Mars, and a few others have, like a British spacecraft called Beagle. They never actually heard from it after it got to the surface, because the reason is Mars is a tough place to land on, and they use that euphemism, and they say seven minutes of terror. And what does that mean? When any spacecraft comes through the atmosphere of Mars, remember, the atmosphere is carbon dioxide, much thinner than our Earth atmosphere. So if you're going to land a big payload on Mars, you have to know exactly what you're doing because you need more resistance and more control or the spacecraft will go literally out of control. So kudos to those that are American spacecraft that have made it. Quite amazing. The Chinese have done it. Other nations will do it. But hopefully, John, one day we'll actually get to the surface of this mysterious little object. And the two of them, most likely the one, the bigger one, called Phobos. And in 30 million years, that's a long time to wait, Phobos will literally disintegrate as it goes down and is crushed by Martian gravity, giving the planet Mars a rather thin little ring like the planet Saturn. Just great mysteries that I know our listeners appreciate. Now, uh, I heard you talking to Frank Morano on the other side of midnight a, f- a yes. few times. And uh, uh, there, were, is there any other uh, mysteries on, on Mars, on on? Uh, things that look like once I think you talked about the face on Mars uh, or what yes. looked like a face. Right. Is there anything well, new on that? No, really, no. It's actually an angle. I mean, I hate to burst the bubble of people that want to believe that you know. Let's say, who knows? Maybe there was civilization on Mars. People, Absolutely. some people are saying there are pyramids on Mars. Absolutely, but nothing on the face of Mars, Jared, that I can say right now. Hopefully, one day a little rover will go there and image it up close. But how about this? I forgot to mention on Phobos. There's a tiny little area on Phobos called the Phobos monolith. And if you remember the movie 2001, without being a movie spoiler, it happened to show this large little obelisk that looked like a domino. So on Phobos, there's actually this strange little feature that looks symbolic of something that we would call a monolith. But on Mars, John, in conclusion, there's so much more that we obviously are going to learn. And this particular rover, the Perseverance, is actually digging samples out, putting them in little tiny test tubes to make it simple, and dropping them along a line so that one day a spacecraft will go there and recover it. But in my simple, humble belief, you know, from the journalism side, I believe, like I'm sure you do, Mars once was the abode of life. It had probably, without a doubt, life as far as something, meaning that there was water there, temperatures were conducive to like we have Earth-like situations. So again, hopefully we'll find that fossil, but I'm sure when people go there, remember, it's a very, very inhospitable world. Carbon dioxide atmosphere, you obviously have temperatures like we talked last week that go down in the night well below like 120 below zero Fahrenheit, and winds on Mars that are hellacious with dust storms. But it is the next outpost for human exploration, as people are talking about. 
And what you can see on the sky, John, we continue to talk very briefly here about the beautiful conjunction, I don't know if you've seen it, after sunset of Venus and the planet Jupiter. This is an absolute wonder, wonderful thing to see. Don't miss it, folks. So many people are sending me emails and telling me this is a great thing to look at. And, of course, we would agree. What do we say? Always remember to keep your eyes to the skies and check us out at wabcradio.com for our Dr. Sky Experience podcast and also our blog. And it's an honor here to John to be sharing this with the, the listeners on your show. Well, Steve Cates, thank you for your input and thank you for, for expanding our minds. And we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you, John. Have a great day. You too.